0: Welcome to my show, Searching for Integrity. My name really is John Smith, and I'm searching for people with integrity. Why? Because our country suffers from IDD, Integrity Deficit Disorder. Today, we have a special guest, Dr. Ellen, and uh, also known as the Midlife whisperer now that's one of your books is that right
1: um it's actually my book is rock your midlife but my moniker is the midlife whisperer
0: okay that's great um and that's right i remembered that uh are you related to the albertson's grocery stores
1: i am not not that i know of and i i inherited that name from my ex-husband so um not that i know of (laughs)
0: I was gonna say you had to, you can get yourself two items.
1: Um, yes, definitely. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um well you know one of the things that I like in doing someone's book is I I just beat it all up is the table of contents. And it just helps me focus and also. You know, some things that people, the author doesn't remember. I don't know. You probably know every every sentence. Run it backwards. So let me ask you that. Tell me about your. Uh, let's see, walk through midlife. light. Here we go. Let the page come down. Okay. Good. Good. And. Uh,
1: what would you like to know about my book
0: yes part one part two part three and an appendix well part is the beginning i think there is an adduction introduction as well um how exciting were you getting at
1: the time i when i wrote it I huh? was I was very excited about it because I think midlife is a very exciting time. I don't know what your experience is, but mine has been that it's really a very full, beautiful time of life. And I know you contacted me initially because we wanted to talk a little bit about the Golden Bachelor, right? So that's a new reality show where there's this beautiful t- a 72-year-old man named Gary and 22 women who are all interested in dating him. And... Just showing that you know midlife and our second adulthood, whatever you want to call it, you know our our fifties, sixties, seventies, beyond, can be a very rich, powerful time of life, and I think that until very recently, we thought about midlife as kind of like midlife and getting older is kind of all downhill. And I'm here to say, and I wrote the book and I'm excited about sharing because I think midlife is just amazing. I'm having so much fun and enjoying it and feeling great and really wrote the book because I wanted to change the way that people view midlife. I wanted to give women a tool that would empower them to rock their midlife, men as well, of course. Um, And I wanted to tell a little bit of my own Story and uh, share the story of my clients who are rocking
0: it well let me ask you this you said that there was something about 72 year old man and all the women on the show were looking for him
1: yes exactly. the, the the gold bat. i think it's called the golden bachelor so it's that okay. you know that whole genre of reality tv where you have either a man or a woman and then you have a you near know, like 20 of the opposite gender who are interested in, uh, in ending up with them.
0: I see. Well, I'm 75 now, so I ought to be a piece of that, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: I don't think my life would approve.
1: Right. But it's interesting (laughs) because, you know, um, first of all, the show was a huge hit. And I don't think that people would thought it would be such a huge hit, but I believe that, you know, pretty much 40% of the American population is what we would consider, you know, getting into that more um, second adulthood, seniors, and we want to see people our age and love doesn't have an age limit. I mean, my parents are still are 91 and 93, and they're still totally in love with each other. And, you know, we always think that romance and love is just for people of a certain age. And why not, you know, fall in love if we're going to live to 80, 90, 100? Why not have more of that love and romance in your life?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, when I'm looking at the chapters and I'm thinking of, as, as what you're teaching and what the uh, uh, reader is thinking about. Do they, the, some some of these things they just send, I can't do it? And then back up and say it's too hard. it's too hard. Any of that?
1: Yeah, do people people say it's too hard? Well, that's when they sometimes contact me for coaching. So I have a lot of people read the book and they go, "I really want to do it, but I need a little bit of help." And you know, it's kind of magical when they work with me. That the beauty of being a um, experienced coach, particularly i working with this age group of midlife women for thirty years, is. I can see their blind spots and I can sort of see where they want to go. And they're thinking, okay, this is where I want to go. I help them create a vision and get there very fast. But the book, you know, I think a lot of people, the beauty of it is you can pick up the book and you can tackle whatever step you'd like. It doesn't have to go sequential. You can start with self-love, which is where I started, or you can start with working on your body and energizing yourself. So I think, as you said, John, it's sort of people can feel it's like, I can't do this, but even a small change in your life will create some momentum to get you moving forward and rocking your midlife. Right.
0: Now, are there limitations on how many men can buy your book?
1: How many men? Men, yes. <laughs> no, no limitations. I would say the majority of people who buy my book and follow me. I, I work primarily with women, but I yes. think some men are, are finding it useful too. And it's it's really a combination of my work as being i uh, I've been a registered dietitian for 30 years. I'm a board certified health and wellness coach. I'm a PhD psychologist. I'm a Reiki master and a mindful self-compassion teacher. So I'm kind of bringing all of these various elements of what I do, as well as a little bit of tarot and astrology to help people understand themselves on a deeper level and uh, really uh, giving people some guidance so that they can create their own blueprint and really make the most of their life.
0: Are any of your, uh, um, let's see. Any of your people that you've uh, consulted with are they are they getting spooky with this war going on? Are they, are they are they bothering you? Can I get through this that that type of thing? People.
1: Well, I mean, I think we're human, right? And I think all of us are. I mean, I know that for me and all of us, it's part of being human is seeing this level of um, unthinkable, right humanity you know doing this and if we have compassion um it's very hard for all of us so certainly you know people in my tribe um you know people in my family i think we're all learning to manage it um my feeling is um that we we have to learn how to be compassionate towards ourselves and each other and and really keeping things at a sort of what i call 5d level of a very high vibration and not allowing why why we can try to do what we can and stay informed it's really important not to let ourselves sink to a very low level i mean if you sit and you read the news all day you can find yourself very distraught and then you're of no use to yourself or anybody so kind of this juggling of like watching a little bit of it and being informed and determining is it what can I do if anything and then also keeping your your mental state in a good place but yes to answer your question people you know my clients have certainly talked to me about it family members people on social media but I'm always about helping people stay at what I call very high vibration at midlife where you are using self-compassion to um, process some of the difficult emotions. If you're feeling, you know, afraid or confused or horrified, you're giving yourself compassion because you're feeling difficult emotions. And then at the same time, what am I doing to try to make myself feel better? Um, when you process the emotions and you also need to find, how can I feel more optimistic, more joyful? And what, you know, what potentially could I do? Are there things I can do with my family, with my community to try to make a positive difference in the world.
0: I believe it. I believe it. Um, As I look at it, I wonder to myself, which one of these, can you start in the middle where it says reprogram your brain?
1: Uh, Certainly. I mean, reprogramming your brain is all about mindset. So we used to think that once you reached, you know, 1820, the brain stopped growing and developing. Now we know that there's a phenomenon called neuroplasticity, which means that your brain and your nervous system are constantly evolving, growing and changing. So if you're able to, you know, work on your mindset, have more positive thoughts, self, more positive self-beliefs, working on cultivating more positive emotional states, things like hope, optimism, joy, compassion, we can change the literal structure of our brains. So by harnessing our minds or so our, our thoughts. Our emotions and our actions are all intertwined. It's something called, you know, cognitive behavioral therapy. They're all connected, and so if we have more positive thoughts, if we cultivate more positive emotions, we cultivate more positive actions. We literally start to change the structure of our brain, and it becomes that becomes our groove instead of sort of being in this this darker uh, you know, feeling sad and grieving Mm -hmm. and hopeless as we start to work on ourselves with our thoughts, our our emotions and our actions, we change the structure of our brain and we change the groove. So it becomes more of our default net mode. But the tricky thing, John, is that we have what is called a a default mode. Um, and so negative emotions are like Velcro. They stick You know, Velcro. I know I have a dog and she goes out and she gets all these burrs in her tail and they stick like Velcro. Positive emotions are like Teflon. And what we can do is we can savor the good when something good happens instead of even if it's just something small, like maybe I don't know, you went to the bank and there was no line and you were expecting you were going to be there for hours, right? Or Someone gave you a positive email, like the other day I got, you know, something I'd been waiting to get an approval for. I got it. It was like, Oh, let's take a moment. Let's savor the good arm. You know, you go out to your garden and you see some flowers. You take a moment, you savor your present. You're good. You also can reminisce about good things that have happened to you in your past. And you can also think about good things that can happen in your future. This helps to raise your vibration. This helps to reprogram your brain.
0: Well, that's a good news for me. Um, I, um, I, I sometimes get out uh, inside the house and I'm going to get something and I stop halfway and I'm thinking, now, what did I supposed to go get? You know, <laughs> it's that short-term memory. Um, yeah.
1: But we can work yeah. on that too. I mean, in terms of, you know, working on it, like I do, um, crescent puzzles every evening with my fiance and we play banana and I'm learning Spanish. So, I mean, we can work on our cognitive capacity um you know there's a wonderful documentary called um i think it's healthy at 100 about the blue zones and so we can do things right. Right. to be healthy at 100 to work on our cognition but we have to you know it does it definitely takes work you know it's you're going to work and reprogram your brain more by reading by doing puzzles than you know sitting and, and watching television nothing wrong with doing that but i think it's it, it takes it seems to take less effort sometimes so we have to kind of Pull ourselves up and and do some learning and some growing.
0: I'm looking at part two. is chapter three, chapter ten. Anyone here that's that's the uh the
1: star? The chapter um, Chapter three and chapter ten. Mm-hmm. Um well Well, step one is really about authenticity. So that's chapter three, is really getting to know who you are. And that's really about asking some deep questions about what you love to do when you were younger, what you love to do now. I also give people a lot of... psychological instruments that they can use to learn what their strengths are, what they're naturally good at. I'm also doing a new thing now called Rockstar Readings where I'm bringing in some astrology and some human design to help people to really know themselves. Knowing yourself is really important. You know, a lot of philosophers, you know, like Socrates talked about knowing yourself because when you know yourself, it's much easier to figure out the path that's going to make you feel happy and fulfilled and rocking your midlife if you don't know yourself and you're kind of wearing masks and trying to you know uh, be someone you're not you're gonna keep running it going along the wrong road and not finding your way so authenticity is really important um that last chapter is kind of about you know how I sort of found myself on this beautiful island um, I did a um, a technique I call destination vibration where I was visualizing a time in my life where I was a very high, joyful place in my life, mm. uh, which is for me was always dancing. And I feel like I attracted Kenny and this beautiful place where we live now and uh, really uh, transformed my life in a very powerful way. When I look back six years ago, where I was and where I am now, um, I'm in a much happier, healthier place and certainly rocking my midlife.
0: Well, best I can tell you done good. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome.
1: But for your listeners, everybody can, you know, everybody can do good. I mean, as you said, it, it definitely takes some effort. Um, if people want to get started, I have a free gift on my website, which is the Midlife Whisperer, which is 10 tips to rock your midlife. So you can get the book, you can get the tips, you can do a reading with me, and that will all help you to move forward. My work is all about, as we were saying earlier, John, helping people are feeling really paralyzed, right? They don't know what to do. And mm-hmm. so I'm here to help.
0: Let me ask you this. Um, do you know or send patients, I guess is the word, to... Clients, yeah. uh uh-huh. yeah. Patients um, or clients. <laughs> clients, right. Um, do you know anything about homeopathic?
1: Uh, homeopathic remedies, a little bit? uh uh-huh. yeah. It's not one of my biggest areas of expertise, but I certainly use um, things like Comforte, which is a sleep remedy, and Arnica. And so I know a little bit about um, homeopathic remedies. I tend to send people maybe to like a functional medicine doctor or a naturopath.
0: Right, right.
1: Are you a fan of homeopathy?
0: I am. I am. Because I have uh, been a couple of times in in need. I've known him for, geez, 30, 30 years. And when I can't handle it, I just give him, give him a call, and um, and it works. Uh, actually, he's in a uh, uh, homeopathic conference in uh, Colombia. Uh, what's the capital of Colombia? Anyway, that's where he is right now. Um, good guy. Uh, I think that when I see this, I also think about um, how much of this, that's really, 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 good. I'll save seven days for action. Is that how it works? Is it uh, the bottom Well, I
1: wanted, to, I wanted people, it's so funny that you said, um, you know, I, I wrote the book two years ago. So um, I actually haven't looked at that section in a while, but um, I have a section, uh, 21 Things You Can Do to Get Unstuck. Um, and then I also have a section in the book, which is um, seven days to help you to get started with the work. So it basically each day is like seven steps, seven days. So the first step is really getting to know yourself. So taking some time to spend some time with yourself, perhaps doing some of the, Um, the psychological instruments, like the, I have something called the VRA character strengths to learn your strengths, thinking about your weaknesses, maybe asking someone that knows you well, you know, what you're awesome at. So the first, you know, the first day you do a little work on knowing yourself. The second day you do a little work on loving yourself, on practicing self-compassion. And then the third day is energizing yourself. So maybe thinking about what types of lifestyle changes you want to make. Do you want to make some dietary changes? Do you want to work on your stress reduction and management? Do you want to work on your sleep? Um, Do you want to work on your exercise and your movements? We don't need to do everything all at once. The research really shows that sometimes just making one change is really powerful, can lead to other ones. So taking a look and seeing how's my energy level and where would I like it to be? And perhaps thinking about one or two small changes that you can start, it could be as simple as just drinking more water. It's amazing how much dehydration can make you really tired and anxious. So that third day is about energizing yourself. The fourth day is about um, reprogramming your mind. And so that's about really, Um, here I give an exercise from a, a woman named Byron Katie And so that's about questioning some of the beliefs that you have about yourself. We often have these beliefs. Like I had one client, um, Susan, who she had this belief that if she took care of herself, if she went to the gym and she spent a lot of time planning her meals and she focused on herself... Then uh, she wouldn't have time for her family. She was a grandmother, so she took, you know, she was spending time with her taking care of the grandkids, but she was also working two jobs and going through a contentious divorce and she had health issues, but she wasn't making any time for self-care because she had this belief that if she took time for herself, she wouldn't be needed and loved. So this is about the fourth day. It's about questioning some of those key core beliefs that you have about yourself and your life so you can shift them. Um, the fifth day is about empowering yourself. So um, here I recommend people join my Facebook group. So I have a group that's very empowering or finding another group of humans that can help lift you up and empower you to take charge of your life and make some changes and be your best self. And then um, the seventh day is rehabbing your relationship. So I think we're in a time now, it's a good idea to think about, What relationships are working for me? What's not working? Um, Am I being too much of a people pleaser? I have people actually create what's called a personal bill of rights, what they want to stand for in relationships. So thinking about where my relationships are at. And then the last day is really taking a look and enlightening yourself. So thinking about, um, what's your relationship with God's source Spirit? Are you finding meaning and purpose in your life? So I just kind of had a seven day kind of a jump start so anyone could pick up the book and start working on the steps. There's also 21 ways to get unstuck. So little things you can do, even little things like you know having coffee for breakfast instead of tea going to work a different way, maybe getting a new hairstyle, wearing a new color, calling an old friend you haven't called in years, or just doing something differently because, you know, like like Einstein says, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting to get different results. If we want to rock midlife, we've got to step outside our comfort zone and do something different.
0: Do do your patients really get serious about uh, meditating? Is that part of the program?
1: Um, It really depends on the client. I mean, I'm a firm believer in meditation. Um, It's a great way to reprogram your brain, change the structure of your brain. It's a great way Mm -hmm. to also calm down the nervous system. I think these days we're all hepped up. We look at the media, you know, we get in, in fear and we need to be out of fight, flight, and get into rest and digest. So um, I certainly recommend it. And I often give my clients and patients um, self-compassion meditations, which are helping them to, to learn how to be kinder to themselves.
0: You being a dietitian, I'm seeing more and more of uh diet on TV and, or pills. Um, that's now something that wouldn't around Uh, a lot, say 10, 20 years ago. Uh, Do you know much about that? Have you looked at it and thought, I got to keep my patients away?
1: Certainly diet. I've been a dietitian for 30 years. So certainly the healthiest diet for everybody is a whole foods plant-based diet. So eating more plants is pretty straightforward. It's uh, eating more plants. So more fruits, more vegetables, whole grains, beans, going easy on the animal protein, but still making sure to get enough protein. Um, Don't eat anything your grandmother wouldn't have eaten. So staying away from processed foods because when we eat those processed foods, we we create more inflammation. you know, staying away from things like uh, refined carbohydrates. I'm not saying never have them, but really watching sugar, watching the refined carbohydrates, uh, Mm -hmm. really getting the processed foods out of your diet because um, your body looks at them as invaders. And so that can actually increase inflammation. And then we're eating a lot of processed foods that have a lot of sugar, fat, and salt we're getting, you know, potentially a lot of calories that don't have a lot of nutrition. And then also eating until you're satisfied rather than stuffed. So, we, you know, we certainly mm-hmm. know that diet plays a huge role in preventing, you know, all the chronic diseases and also just feeling your best. If you want to make it to be, you know, healthy at hundred, diet is certainly a cornerstone of that. You know, in terms of pills, I don't know if you're talking about pharmaceuticals or talking about supplementation. Um, I mean, diet comes first, but then certainly, um using supplements, you know, in, uh, either learning yourself, what you need for your specific body or working with a professional who can give you some guidance.
0: Right. Well, um, I'd like for you to tell my listeners, my audience, where they can find your book in multiple places. Yeah.
1: Oh uh, so my book is available at Amazon so you can go to you know the 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 big old Amazon input and put in Rock Your Midlife and you can get either the digital version or a, a paperback, if you prefer, you can go into any bookstore and um, order it. It's not um, it, it's not available throughout all bookstores. Some bookstores carry it, but you can get it at a bookstore. You can also go to my website, which is themidlifewhisperer.com. That's themidlifewhisperer.com, and there is a link there. And again, I have this uh, free gift, 10 Tips to Rock Your Midlife, which will really get you started. I've kind of boiled down my whole philosophy into 10 tips that people can get started there's a link there to get the book and then I also have if you go under the um, services I have a new offering called Rockstar readings which is really going to help you to know yourself love yourself energize yourself empower yourself uh, rehab your relationships and enlighten yourself so I'm really using both my skills as a clinician and also you know as a as a coach with over 15 years of experience and bringing in some astrology and human design. Because it's just a great way to know your blueprint of like just getting a sense of what is my curriculum that I was here uh, to learn and how to grow. So I'm finding it's a really wonderful way to connect with people and get them started on rocking their midlife.
0: Like I said, you've done good. Um, Let me see here. I have to tell my listeners, thank you for being here and being interested in items searching for integrity. And um, it's where I am so long and happy trails to all until we meet again.